Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Sitting in the cockpit with the one, the only, the boss, BJ. What's going on, everybody? Uh, enjoying this nice weather on a Tuesday night, late recording. But it's so beautiful. I mean, you can't come outside, can't not come outside and enjoy it. Uh, before feels, we get into it, feels good out there. Feels good. Oh, yeah, it do. Yes, it do. Before we get into the topics of the show, first of all, gotta give a shout out and a special thanks to Asian Mermaid. That is uh, Asian underscore mermaid underscore on Facebook. Uh, that's one of that's one of our sponsors for the show tonight. Uh, for your your your, your alcohol needs. Uh, 21 and over, please. They do parties. Anything you need. So experience the mermaid vibe and start early. Uh, also, also, you need t-shirts made. I, I got to give a shout out to uh, a lovely Facebook friend. Got a t-shirt from her. Sapphire's Custom Creations. She created a t-shirt that I gave my wife as a gift, and she absolutely loved it. That is Sapphire's Custom Creations. The link to uh, her website will be posted on the Sideline Junkies page momentarily. But I had to give a shout-out to Chantel. I'm sorry. Chantel's my sister. I had to give a shout-out to Chantel for that lovely beautiful shirt my wife absolutely loved it i can't wait till friday when she puts it on and i can take a few flicks with her in it um shout out to ariel with asian mermaid doing your thing so that's two businesses we wanted to shout out today now let's get into the plate of this tuesday night flight we're gonna start off with the nba and just Ask an honest question. Should the NBA season just be canceled? Then we're going to switch over and we're going to talk about Greg Popovich and his comments towards NFL owners and Roger Goodell and just his comments on uh, everything that's going on, the climate of the U.S. right now and his conversations with the black players. Okay, then we're going to take a break. Then we're going to jump into some NFL and talk about Ezekiel Elliott, uh, his diagnosis, uh, what Roger Goodell, what we think about Roger Goodell thinking teams should sign Colin Kaepernick, a uh, special Redskin rant towards the end of the show, uh, just a message to the fan base. Uh, then we'll talk a little baseball, truncated season, yes or no, and then Barry Bonds. Hall of Famer, yes or no. Then we'll go ahead and wrap it up and preview the Thursday night throwdown. So let's go ahead and get it started. And I'm going to pose this question to the boss, BJ, off break. Should the NBA season just be canceled? Uh, man, that, look. It's what's going on right now in this country is uh, very serious. And for the first time in my lifetime, which is a span of 39 years, you actually can feel the table shifting just a little bit. Now, take what I said lightly, because for 400 years, 400 plus years, the table has been gorilla glued, super glued down, then cemented to the floor. So when I say the table shift, it, it moved, it, some of the cement may have cracked just a little bit. It's still held down by Gorilla Glue, still held down by Super Glue. Okay? You can see a shift in this country towards people just tired of how people of color are being treated, how, how they've always been treated, and even after George Floyd's death, how they're still being treated with black people mysteriously being hung and committing quote-unquote suicide. Um, the young man that just got in the wind, shot in the Wendy's drive-thru for being asleep. 
Um, so if by now you haven't educated yourself because education is not just um, something you do in school. It's something you do your whole lifetime. So you have now white people that are learning why black people are mad. It's nothing wrong with you just finding out. If you're not a person of color and you're just finding out why we're mad and it's just like, wow, that's, that's, that's part of the cement on that table cracking. Now, and, it, and it's also, it's nothing wrong with a, a, a black person learning. You're starting to learn more of your history. You're starting to pay attention to more of your history. You know, I'm showing my kids different things that are hard to look at. The Emmett Till pictures, you know, Mega Everett's son at his funeral. You know, it's, it's, it's just different stuff in our history. It's tough to look at. It's a tough pill to swallow. But a lot of this stuff wasn't taught to us. You know, I just recently learned, I want to say within the last five or six years about Tulsa, Oklahoma, and what happened down there and them bombing that and and tearing up Black Wall Street. That wasn't taught in school. So let me bring it back because I like to rant and rave and ramble. So when you say, should an NBA season play, look, that's up to them. I could care less if the NBA plays or not. Well, I watch it if it plays, of course. Um, but let's not pretend like if they do play, if they don't play, that's going to stop the progress of what's going on. Because, yes, you know, it's been uh, some big name NBA players, NFL players all over the board. Um, all different leagues uh, protesting and everything in different cities and countries. So I'm not saying that, but I can see the argument on both sides. I can see where people don't feel comfortable because you feel that, that cement cracking on that table a little bit and you feel like playing basketball is not important right now. I understand that completely. And let me tell you something, okay? This is how you know that cement at that table is cracking because any other time, let's just say nothing happened, uh, another black man had just got killed, you know, to America, it's no big deal, business as usual. If we were just talking about the coronavirus restarting, the NBA would not give two fucks about the players' concerns. But right now, when your players are speaking, especially the ones, black, your black players, like Adam Silver said, basically, if you don't feel comfortable playing, you don't show up to Orlando, hey, you will not be penalized. Okay? Before this, just think of the tone that would have been taken. Any players that don't show up are going to be fined, suspended, this, that, and the other. So now you already see a different tone being taken by these leagues. So it shows you how important the things that are going on in this country is right now. Um, and then you get, let's just, let's just get deeper into the NBA. Let's just get deeper into the restart. We all know it's only four teams that have a shot at the NBA title. That's the Lakers, the Clippers, Boston, and the Bucks. Okay. Two teams from the Well, East let's East not East. forget about the Wizards. Yeah, okay. So, like I was saying, see, let me tell let me let me get to the Wizards, okay? Let me get to the Wizards. Because the Wizards, um, let's see, the Wizards, the Trailblazers, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Suns. These are all teams looking on the outside in. If this was normal, business as usual. You would have your top four teams staying at the best hotel, the, the best this, best that. The Wizards would be at Motel 6. The Suns would be there. The Spurs, the Kings, the Pelicans, and the Blazers. Okay? So let's not pretend like, you know, I understand why they invited all these teams. The Wizards were the only Eastern Conference team within reach of the Magic. So I understand that. So you have four teams. Because Toronto's not viable. Toronto doesn't have Kawhi anymore. They're not a complete team. 
um, they'll probably get to the semis and then they'll be gone. Um, but Boston and the Bucks are for real. I think they're for real. And of course, the Lakers and the Clippers. But here's the big asterisk because I don't think if you if you restart the season and everything goes perfectly like the NBA wants, no one gets sick, no one catches coronavirus. You see, you get the Lakers or the the Clippers versus the Bucks or the Celtics. The dream matchup, of course, would be the Lakers versus the Celtics because that's history. You know, NBA Finals. They play eighty percent of the season. I don't think you can put an asterisk beside the season. Okay, um, one of the sideline junkies, uh, Alan uh, Gary. Call Gary. We talked and we both agree that and, and I'll ask Kevin this, dude, you know, when do you think you'll see crisp NBA basketball? And I I I, I told I, not till the conference finals. It's gonna be sloppy to begin. It's gonna be sloppy. So I, I don't think it's gonna be that long. I think this has been a pretty long layoff. Well, we haven't had basketball since what, March? Yeah, about March. So, and that's, so, that's what I'm saying. The, the the open around, the semis, you're going to see sloppy basketball. You're going to see players tired. Mm-hmm. You're going to see you're going to see a lot of players for the first time you haven't seen since March. You're going to see who's been taking their conditioning seriously and who's been bullshitting. You're going to see that off the break. Now, we know, as history tells us, when you have long layoffs like this, i.e. the – NBA lockout of 2011, the lockout of 99 was bad because the not lockout of 99 damaged uh, quite a few careers because players didn't train during the lockout. Uh, Sean Kemp, Clarence Witherspoon, they all came back weighing 300 plus. And then you had guys that were battling weight issues. Uh, Oliver Miller was one. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Stanley Roberts was another one. They came back and they were weighing, they were heavier than what they should have been, and it took a long time to get that weight off. But their career was never the same. After 2011, John Wall was an absolute monster, but he was in street ball mode from playing, you know, Barry Farms and 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 Kenner League and Goodman and all of that during the lockout. You know, a lot of guys, Kobe included, James Harden, they played Drew League ball and and everything to stay in shape, but. John Wall was out there killing. I mean, he was one-on-one and taking everybody to the rack. But when he came back to the NBA, it took him a minute to readjust to the team game. So it kind of slowed down the Wizards season. So we could see a lot of that too. But, I mean, the only thing is nobody's been out able to really play any pickup basketball. You can only work out by yourself. And see, and that's why I was saying that it's going to be sloppy, you know. It's going to be some sloppy ball. Um, but here, here, here's. Let me finish making this point here. Let's just say, and I was saying a perfect scenario: you get the Lakers and the Celtics, or the Lakers and the Bucks, or the Clippers and the Bucks, and you have a hell of an NBA Finals. Somebody's crowned champion in six. You move on. It's done, right? No asterisk, no nothing. But here is the kicker: what if? Let's see, right now the Lakers, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We'll play the Grizzlies. Let's say the Port let's say Portland moved into that slot. Because this is what me and Gary was talking about. Let's say Portland moved up to the eighth and they played the Lakers. Let's say LeBron James came down with coronavirus and had to set out for 14 days, first round, and the Trailblazers beat the Lakers. Now, you'll never hear the end of, well, if LeBron James didn't get sick, the Trailblazers would never be in the maze of the second round, this, that, and the other. Or Kawhi Leonard goes down. Or um, Jason Tatum. Or Alphabet for the Bucks. If one of your big dogs go down, and that team, that team is done. I think the only team that could probably keep going, I'm not going to say the other teams couldn't, but, like, I think if Alphabet goes down for the Bucks, that's it. That's it for the Bucks. I think Boston is a more, more comp- a complete team. I think the Lakers, and the Lakers still got Anthony Davis, a triple-double triple double, uh, monster. You know, the Lakers still got 
um, their second tier star, Paul George, because he's not a superstar. He's not a number one, but they could probably still win fend the Clippers. Off the Clippers. Yeah. So that's the other part you have to think about. So it, it, it's a lot that's going to go into this. And um, I'm anxious to see when and, and when they do figure out who's coming and who's not. That's going to be important, too. Um, the uh, yeah, the Brooklyn Nets are in the playoffs. I mean, we'll see. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets. Let's 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 just say this. Let me say this. Even if Kyrie don't show, even if he did show up, the Brooklyn Nets aren't winning the championship. They're not coming out the East. So, but like I said, you know, just saying, Kyrie can stay home. It's not going to make a difference for Brooklyn season. So it looked like they would play what, Boston the first round. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, they would play Toronto. Yeah, their season's over. They don't have to come. The whole team. Like, I, I'm not interested in seeing the bottom four teams. I'm, I'm not. They could have just invited the top four teams from the East and the West and, and did it like that. You know, I understand you try to give everybody a fair shot, but. You got anything else to add to that, Kevin? Well, only thing I can say is uh, I just don't like how it's, how this, the rest of the season is going to be drawn. And, you know, it's going to be stretched out so far where we're not going to start the 2021 season. And I do mean 2020 through 2021 season until Christmas. But, I mean, everybody doesn't really start watching basketball until Christmas, really. But I just – I don't like how it's being stretched out. I mean, I'd rather have a tournament and just go from there, you know, and, and let it be. But if you're going to keep the season going, I, 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 I'm not – if everybody doesn't want to play, don't play the season. So I'm on the fence. I don't know if I, I want to watch basketball, but – not at the sake of, or the health of everybody else, you know, just to be selfish. So I'm on the fence. So I, that's all I got to add to that. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, we, we can stay right in the NBA and let's slide over to uh, Greg Popovich, the coach for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, KG, what, tell everybody exactly what Pop had to say, and then we'll kind of dissect it from there. Number one, Greg Popovich is one of the all-time greatest coaches in NBA history. And the way he takes a stance on social issues, him, Steve Kerr, uh, I, I, I got to put I – mean, I can't put Steve Kerr in this category yet. But I have to put Pop in this category with Phil Jackson. Red Arback and Vince Lombardi. Three coaches that always stood firm on things that were wrong socially and didn't they didn't play that mess. They didn't have a problem with speaking up. Uh, Red Arback drafted one of the first black players in the league. And he started black players, you know, at a time when teams wasn't doing it. Um, Vince Lombardi had a lot of black players, but not only that, Vince Lombardi, uh, Jerry Smith played here with the Redskins when Vince Lombardi was the coach of 69. He didn't care that Jerry Smith was gay. And he said, if anybody says anything bad about Jerry Smith, you're off the team. I don't care. You can be the best player on the team. You're gone. He's here to play football. That's it. Whatever he does outside of that is none of your business. One of the reasons why I love Vince Lombardi. Uh, Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson, an old school hippie, you know, so <laughs> Phil Jackson will, will be the one to walk around and give everybody books on their personality and, and get everybody to love one another, you know? So, but pop, pop had a lot to say about, he called the NFL owners that support, um, the NFL owners that support 45, and I'm talking about the commander-in-chief, the president, uh, 
he called them idiots. And he was talking to Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, uh, Daniel Snyder. It, it, it's uh, a lot of team owners that support Donald Trump. But then he went after Roger Goodell. And he said a smart man is running the NFL and he didn't understand the difference between the flag and what makes this country great. All the people who fought to allow Kaepernick to have the right to kneel for justice. The flag is irrelevant. It's just a symbol that people gloom on for political reasons. And he also added that Goodell got intimidated when Trump jumped on the kneeling and he folded, which is absolute truth. Now, see, that's the, the thing. Pop understands. He gets it. It was never about the flag. Everybody, oh, this is a disrespect to the flag and the military. Taking a knee, you're supposed to stand at attention. And what Jerry Jones say, you're going to toe that line as long as you wear that cowboy uniform. But I always say that if everybody that wore the cowboy uniform took a knee, what's he going to do, fire the whole team? You got to find somebody else to play. So you're just not going to field the team this year. That's fine. But the people are still getting the whole kneeling wrong. It's never It never was a F you to the flag. It never was an F you to the military. It was to bring awareness to police brutality. And it's like you say it till you're blue in the face. Oh, you're disrespecting a flag. What did Roger Goodell do? He did exactly what Pop just said. He folded. He folded. And if there wasn't an active uh, account of collusion between NFL owners, and I think Goodell had something to do with that also, they would have never had to pay Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed the money that they had to pay them last year. So... For Pop to say that, I just, it makes you love the dude even more. And he's 71, so he ain't got no cut cards. He ain't got no 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 filter. He going to tell you how it is. And that's the way Pop has been for the last 23 years. So with that being said, B, what you got to say? Well, I mean, you know, I think Pop is right on one. And, you know, I know it's a list floating around. I think you sent it to me of the different NFL owners that have um, donated to um, Trump's um, different sports organizations that have donated to Donald Trump presidency. So, you know, of course, you know, WWE tops the list, Vince and Linda McMahon um, and several other. Look, it was about somewhere between ten and twelve names, and don't let that let don't let that fool you into think that the other owners, you know, some 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 people adapt, and that's something I've been talking about with, especially when we had that blackout day on Instagram or social media. Period, we had that blackout day, and um, you you give people a chance that have a lot to lose, a chance to. You know, what like you saw the police kneeling, which I thought was bullshit. Um, but when you give ch- people a chance to, you know, get their side of the story straight, and when they, especially when they're seeing people lose their businesses, lose their job, um, you have to be careful of those, those people also that coming out saying the right thing, but it doesn't mean shit. So what I, I say that because just because you didn't see your, your team on that list, don't. Don't think for a second that it, some type of donation, some type of way went to Trump. It just had, you know, maybe not directly, you know, as far as Jerry Jones, it, you know, was, was, what was hilarious is, you know, I know Shannon Sharp talked about it. A lot of people talked about why one of the most powerful owners in sports, not just the NFL, but sports, was so quiet on this issue. And for me, I just couldn't understand why anybody needed to hear Jerry Jones' stance on what's going on right now. Okay? Jerry's at his clan meeting. Right? Jerry doesn't give a shit about 
what's going on in the black community. You put the Dallas Cowboy uniform on, you play ball. That's what that's what he wants. Doesn't care about anything else. And a lot of the owners are the same way. NBA too. So it's not a coincidence that you only you can count how many black coaches on one hand. You can count how many black GMs. You could probably count the number of black GMs and coaches on one hand. Cause I just off the break, I, I doubt if it's more than five coaches and GMs total in that league. So you know, Popovich is is, is spot on. He, and like KG said, he's been spot on for a long time. He's not afraid to speak his mind. Um, I think that, you know, that's why a lot of people love him. That's why, it's, you know, people that have played for him love him. You know, he, he understands. So, it's just, you know, like I said, the NFL and Roger Goodell, man. I don't even want to get started on this, this fool here. Because now he's changing his tune. Because his players came out and made a video basically telling him, hey, we need to hear this from you. And that's why I said, okay, I understand that. And, and, you know, it shows you how much power the players had, you know, especially when you're you're, your league MVP and Super Bowl MVP, Mahomes jumps in there. Now you have to do something. But that's what I'm talking about. It's like, that's what was needed for you to say something like it's not genuine. KG said it. You, you blackball Kaepernick. Now you're saying the teams is okay to sign. Um, you run the most powerful sports organization in the world, and you folded to the pressure of Donald Trump talking about Kaepernick and the flag, and blackballed him out of the league. And right now, they are quarterbacks that shouldn't shouldn't even be starting on the damn team. Uh, Trubisky, when I, when I think of that, that, that's one that comes to mind. And if you've noticed, and how, you know, because things are racial, you got to notice this type of thing. If you notice over the last couple of months, Christian McCaffrey, a white running back for the Carolina Panthers, did not even finish his rookie contract and Carolina went and made him the highest paid running back in the league, okay? Just recently, a day or two ago, Kyle Shanahan, the coach of the 49ers, also a white coach, very good coach, hasn't finished his contract, but the San Francisco 49ers reached out to him, extended him, gave him more money. I think they all, I think they redid his deal, okay? I say that because you name me. Right now, off the top of your head, when you're listening to this, you think, you think of a black player in the NFL that hasn't had to fight for every damn down. You think of an NFL player that they came too early. You're like, look, I know you got two years left, but here go a new four-year deal. Make it the highest paid player. You tell me. If you follow the Sideline Junkies group on Facebook, you shoot it there. You tell me who the NFL. We're talking about Adrian Peterson, when he was ripping up the league on his rookie sit, they, they, they didn't come to him and redo his, his contract. Um, Donovan McNabb came in the league. Cam Newton came in the league ripping stuff up. Um, Aaron Donald, been the most dominant force on the defensive line since he came in the league. Khalil Mack, Vaughn Miller. They all got their deals after... Their other deals were finished, I believe. Oh, if they did, they might have held out, but the, t- I, the team didn't come to them. So, the hypocrisy of the NFL and Roger Goodell, and I said it on the Facebook post, fuck Roger Goodell. I don't care what he has to say because the NFL made a very powerful statement with Kaepernick. And you mean what you say the first time. Just like Drew Brees meant what he said when he talked about how it's still disrespecting the flag and this, that, and the other. And, like, I don't want to be contradicting to myself because I say it's still time to learn. But, you know, I'd rather know what you feel in your heart. If you hate black people, that's fine. If you 
you you still feel like the flag is this, that, and the other, okay. You still want to run your Confederate flag? Fine. And that's one thing I love about Donald Trump because he's bringing all your enemies to the forefront for you to see in plain sight. They believe it's okay. And I love it. You get to see. You get to ride around right here in Maryland, right here in PG County. You don't even have to go out the county. You see Trump 2020 flags. You know, you see little Confederate stickers. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk downtown, you see magma hats. Make America great again, in, in case you don't know what I'm talking about. And here's something I asked KG a long time ago. You know, I just thought in my head for a long time. We're going to get back on track because we, we, we got to take a break. But for the longest time, black people have been getting the shit beat out of them for being black. But yet, you walk around with this Make America Great hat on again, which when a black person sees that, you already know what the deal is with that. You already know the who they support, what, they're, what they don't support. So, I just think it's very, very fortunate for white people that black people aren't trying to give you a same dose of your medicine that you've been giving us for 400 years. That's all I'm going to say. And with that, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to pick it right back up. I'm going to jump in and give my thoughts because B, I don't, I really, if, if we didn't have to pay some bills, I swear, but we're going to jump out him a moment from Anchor, our sponsor, and we're going to come back and jump right back into this, so stay tuned. And just like that, the junkies are back at it. Um, I'm BJ with the big guy KG. KG, uh, like promised, we'll give you the floor right back uh, after the break. Had to pay some bills. The floor is yours, sir, and then we'll move on to our next topic. Well, we, we, we talk about Goodell, and, you know, he says he's open to – he wants teams to be open to signing Colin Kaepernick, something that we talked about off-air, on-air. You can look at every quarterback in the league, starting, backup, emergency, it doesn't matter. And – Colin Ka- and I, I see a lot of people say that. Oh, Colin Kaepernick didn't get kicked out of the league because of his political stance. He just was trash. But you also have to realize he had two bad seasons where he did get benched, but he was playing for Chip Kelly. And they changed the whole entire offense. They went away from his strengths and tried to mold him into what his weaknesses were, but he wasn't strong at that. So, yes, he failed. But to say that he could not play the game is an absolute lie. Okay, if we're going to talk about Cap real quick. Because this man went to two NFC Championship games back-to-back in one Super Bowl. But he's a man that can't play. It wasn't that defense that took him. It was that read option offense. So anybody that thinks that Cap got got uh, banned from, oh, excuse me, blackballed from the league because he couldn't play, you smoking dope. Cut the shit, okay? Go look at the stats. Once Harbaugh left, every the wheels fell off the train. Everything fell off, okay? That's number one. Number two, Cap is better than Philip. No, I'm not gonna say Philip Rivers. Cap is better than Dirk Carr, Jameis Winston. Cap's better than Dak Prescott, Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, Blaine Gabbert, Nick Foles, Kyle Allen. I might I might have to disagree with you on Nick Foles because I like Nick Foles. I do too, but Nick Foles can't. I, one thing about Cap, I know Cap's gonna stay healthy. If Nick Foles can stay healthy, then we can we can say okay, yeah. But uh, okay, I, I I would love to see a duel between him and Nick Foles to prove who's better. I would love to see them duel in the NFL game with equal squads. So let, let, let's just say that. 
Um, Case Keenum, Blaine Gabbert. Can I can I slide can I slide in real quick? Cause I just thought of something. When, What's that? When 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 you say when people say that you know Kaepernick, his play put him out the league. I just want you to go back to year before last, when one Nathan Peterman for the Buffalo Bills, every time he came in the game, it was going to the other team. Okay? He still has a job in the NFL. He went to another team after a performance over a period of time, not just one game. Over a period of time to show that he was not an NFL quarterback, got another opportunity. Okay? So when you think of that, and EJ Manuel, another former Buffalo Bill, said the same thing I'm saying. He said, Man, I didn't even play that bad, but I, I damn sure didn't get another opportunity. You think of how many black quarterbacks, because it's deeper than. The play, because we say on the sideline junkies all the time, coaches adjust their systems to their best players. We we all know Chip Kelly wasn't an NFL coach. He got ran out of here quick because he tried to do what a lot of coach, college coaches try to do. You're going to run my system. And that's not how it works. You run to the strengths of especially – when you are running an NFL team, the, the person that has the ball is not a quarterback. RG3, Mike Shanahan changed the system for him. And then when the when RG3 started getting hurt and Kirk Cousins had to come in, completely different offense. Two different offense. That's how good, great, superb coaching works. Mediocre coaching, Jay Gruden, Chip Kelly, these people, when you have somebody now that has a stronger arm and not mobile, you're running the same offense. You had a mobile quarterback in there that, you know, Matt probably didn't have a cannon. You're running the offense geared towards him. But when the, the another quarterback comes in that has a whole different skill set, can make deep, deep down the field throws and do this and do that, but maybe not as mobile as what your offense is set up for, you haven't made any changes. So think about that when you say Colin Kaepernick is garbage. And just think about how many other white quarterbacks have gotten an opportunity that are hot on fire garbage. Okay? You get you you're, you don't go to two NFC championship games and take a team to the Super Bowl being garbage. KG, I'm I'm gonna step off again. It's yours. Now, let's since you brought up Peterman, that's a, he's still in the league. That's another quarterback that caps better than uh, EJ Manuel. EJ Manuel was a starter in Buffalo, and would have been the future in Buffalo because he had a really, really he was having a great game against uh, Cleveland. Him and uh, was it Derek Anderson? Both tore their ACLs in that same game, sliding, and it kind of set everything back. But E.J. Manuel was a different beast. And see, let's talk about Cap really, really quick. In 2012, which was the year they went to the Super Bowl, he started seven games, 10 touchdowns, three interceptions. He had a 98.3 QBR. But that's trash. That's trash, though. Um, When he started in 2013, he started all 16 games, 91.6. His final season in 2016, he started 11 games, played in 12. He had a 90.7 QBR, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. Where is the trash at? That's what I want to know. Where's the trash? Because this man, his coach, his college coach in Nevada invented the read option. He ran the read option in San Francisco for Harbaugh. And they ran it to perfection. Now, the Redskins ran a variation of it. Uh, Seattle ran a variation of it. And that's three quarterbacks that I, I, I say will always be intertwined. RG3, Russell Wilson, Colin Kaepernick, because they tore the league up in 2012. They ripped the league a new one. 
once they got on the field. And they should be always intertwined and mentioned in the same sentence. Okay? But for Roger Goodell to finally say, okay, now I encourage teams to sign Colin Kaepernick. Dude, where was this four years ago? You can keep that shit. It's like a backhanded apology. Well, yeah, I was wrong. So, yeah, y'all can go ahead and sign him. I want to hear that. That's not what I want to hear. I don't want to see Roger Goodell if we do have an NFL season, which I'm really hoping we do for various reasons. Because one thing I can say, I mean, sports doesn't make everything better, but it brings everybody together. It really does. It, It Sports, period, brings everyone together. And I would love to see everyone to come together on a common ground. And the only beef that, no matter what color you are, the only beef you have, especially in this area, is either you love the Cowboys and hate the Redskins or you love the Redskins and hate the Cowboys. I would love to see that in a perfect world. But outside of that, everybody is just happy-go-lucky. But it's not like that. So we got to work to get it that way. But um, for Goodell to say that, and I don't want to see him opening weekend if we do have a season, uh, taking a knee during the national anthem. Because if you take it all the way back before September 11th, the national anthem wasn't played be, you know, before the teams came out of the tunnel. The teams were still a lot of times in – the tunnel or elsewhere but after September 11th and you know that's when the anthem was really played and it's it's televised a lot of times too and I thought back B and you can tell me if I'm wrong we've been to countless Redskin games we've been to Wizards games together and separate and I'm thinking about it before 2016. I don't remember ever standing for the anthem. I remember half the stadium still sitting down. Ah, you know what, man? That's that's a good observation. I don't remember. You know, my memory ain't all like great anyway. But I don't remember too much of that either. And it wasn't nobody giving you a dirty look because you didn't stand either. So. It was more along the lines of, yeah, I get why you're not standing. But for Goodell to say what he said, and now now you see the error in your ways, but it, it, it yes, everybody has to learn. But this is the thing. They brought all this to you. They told you this four years ago. What was going on? What the problem was? And you still chose to ignore it. Jerry Jones still, for the lack of a better term, he still has the slave master mentality. Oh, long as you put that uniform on, you're going to toe the line. And then I hear people say, well, you shouldn't be... <laughs> I, I, I guess he's feeling what I'm saying. See, see, the young ones feel it in their soul. But... That he is. <laughs> But this is that whole, uh, well, you shouldn't be protesting at work. I don't protest at work. But if something is work-related and you don't agree with it, you got your own type of protest. So don't give me that bull. It may not be taking a knee, but it'll be some type of protest. And if this is something that's not right in the world, like BJ said in the first half of the show, five, five black men and women have been found hanging from trees and they're calling it quote unquote suicide. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that as a suicide. Who's going to go out and hang themselves from a tree? So I'm just, I'm, I'm not buying it. I'm really not buying it. I'm not buying anything Goodell says. I'm not buying Anything these NFL owners say. Uh, Adam Silva is pretty much a. uh, 
he's a damn good commissioner. I mean, he learned from the best in David Stern, but David Stern covered up a lot to keep the league afloat and keep the league going and, and make it a powerhouse. But Adam Silver's pretty good at what he does. I think Roger Goodell needs to take a page from Adam Silver's book and learn how to be a better commissioner instead of trying to be the ruler of the world. But that's just my opinion. I'm a sideline junkie, so. Hey, man. That opinion, strong, brother. And I, You know, I respect that opinion. And he, like I said, you know, the only reason why he came out and said something about the whole situation is because you know, his player said something. So um, before we jump and you get into your Redskins rant, which I'm dying to hear, uh, while we're talking about the Cowboys, it was reported that Ezekiel Elliott and several other Cowboys have tested positive for COVID-19. And with that being said, it's just like, like that whole situation, especially with the NBA, NBA stuff going on, Hey, the NBA stuff going on, it makes the it probably would make the NBA players even more uh leery of going back because the Cowboys haven't been practicing or doing anything together. So yeah, well at least I don't think they have. I, I'm not hundred hundred percent for sure. But um Well you remember that party. You remember yeah, that party they, they got caught with uh I yeah. think Zeke, Zeke and uh Dak was there. Yep, I do remember that. So, you know, but I thought that was like, wasn't it like a month or so ago, a month or two ago? So, you know, who who knows if it would have lingered or whatnot. But, you know, that's another whole other situation. So, you know, we don't wish harm on anybody. Hope Zeke and whoever else has it, you know, um, recovers quickly. I did see something from uh, complete t- turning the subject to music. I did see something from Hot 97 that said Scarface is still fighting for his life uh, contracting the uh, coronavirus. So that was uh, not not something I wanted to see scroll on the timeline. So, you know, hopefully, you know, um, he gets better and gets back out there because he was uh, trying to run for, um, was it City Council in Houston, I believe? Mm, I think it was City Council. So, you know. But uh, on to our next topic, and that's your Redskin rant. I know you've been waiting to get to this, so I'm going to leave the floor to you, and you fire away, man. Well, this particular Redskin rant, uh, it's to the fan base. Uh, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser has said that the beloved Washington Redskins need to change their name now. Okay. I'm sorry, Mayor Bowser. I understand that, you know, you got a lot going on right now. You, you know, you got a lot of steam. You you shoveling coal into that engine and your locomotive is rolling. But one thing I, I need to stop you on and anybody else, because a lot of the fan base is saying it too. But they're saying it for different reasons. Now they're saying the, the name of the Redskins is racist, okay? Now, why is it that all of a sudden the name is racist? See, this is why I have a problem because this goes back 30 years, 1990. And you had a tribe that marched outside of um, RFK Stadium wanting the Redskins to change the name. Now, let's 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 I'm gonna give you a little history lesson in this rant. The Washington Redskins were founded in 1932, okay, in the city of Boston. They were the Boston Braves. All right, from 33 to 36. They were the Boston Redskins, paying homage to the Native Americans in that area. Okay. When they excuse me, when they moved to Washington, they became the Washington Redskins. They have been the Washington Redskins from 1937 
all the way until 2020, the year we're currently in right now. So, now granted, uh, George Preston Marshall, former owner of the Redskins, was a total, undeniably racist piece of you-know-what. And a lot of people, you know, say a lot about it, about him, but he wasn't us. Yes, we were the last team to integrate, yes. But that doesn't reflect the fan base, okay? And a lot of older Cowboy fans are Cowboy fans because of that right there. All right. Here's my point. From 1937 up until, uh, let's just say 1990, 30 years ago, the Redskins had won four world championships. At the time, they had won two Super Bowls, had been to three. I'm sorry, been to four. Won two. They won two world championships and, and uh, well, league championships, if you want to be technical, for those that don't believe that they count, Philistines. But 1937 and 1942, they won two league championships as the Redskins. Now, when the Redskins are doing good, it's never a problem. You know, it was a problem in 90. 90 was a down year. But after that, the issue died. It died until about 96, 97. At the time, the stadium was called Jack Kent Cook Stadium. Uh, a, a tribe supposedly cursed the lands that's on Jack Cook, that, that the stadium sits on. And they marched out front and everything. Okay. But it's only when there's a down year or an election that anybody talks about the Redskins changing the name. Now, as far as the fan base, I keep hearing people say, change the name, it's cursed. How is it cursed? Stop saying that shit before we really be fucking cursed. Okay? As a Redskin fan, I've been a Redskin fan my life. Okay? You can't say that the Redskins are cursed because of their name. No, we're cursed because we have bad damn management. From 1993 until 2020, how many winning seasons have we had? Let's see. We had 2012. We had 99 and 2015. And then we had the two years under Gibbs, which were actual winning seasons because we went to the playoffs. Two out of three years. So what is that? Five winning seasons in 27? So if, if – but okay, that's 27. That's from 93 to 2020. So if the Redskins are cursed because of their name, the Browns are cursed because the Browns have never been to a Super Bowl. They've been inept. They haven't been they haven't done anything since the 80s, to be quite honest. The Cowboys are cursed because they haven't done anything since 95. They'll be the number one seed and go out in a divisional round. Uh the Chargers are cursed, 14 and 2, and still doesn't make the playoffs. And you got Hall of Fame. Uh, caliber coaches and Marty Schottenheimer and North Turner. But you're, you're, you're telling me the Redskins are cursed? Stop with the bullshit. You're making up goddamn excuses to say, to not say that this team and the management actually freaking suck. Call a spade a spade. It's not a curse. Once Jack Kent Cook passed away, and Daniel Snyder took over. Daniel Snyder wanted to be Jerry Jones. He wanted to be the man that ran the team. He has no football experience. Jerry Jones became that man. He fired Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, he got one Super Bowl, but Barry Switzer won that with Jimmy Johnson's players. The Cowboys have been bumbling, inept, have less playoff wins in the last 25 years I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're tied with the Redskins as far as playoff wins in the last 25 years. Let that sink in. But the Redskins are cursed. Stop it with this cursed bullshit. You know, I told my I told my wife about this the other day, and they shooting off fireworks, two buildings over. So that's what y'all hear in the background. 
But I told my wife about this. I said, everybody's talking about the Redskins being cursed. And she reminded me of one of our favorite scenes in The Mum Return. This is cursed. That is cursed. That's what people sound like. You cursed. I, I just, for the life of me, admit what it is. We've been plagued by bad ownership, bad managing. We've been plagued by bad coaching. If you think we haven't been plagued by bad coaching, go see the last coach we had, Jay Group. Go see Jim Zorn. Okay, go see Steve Spurrier. As much as I love Richie Pettibone, and I, I love Bone, but go see Richie Pettibone. Okay? So don't keep saying it's a curse. Oh, we need to change the name. You change the name. Change the name. Start calling them the Washington Braves. Call them the Washington Potatoes. And then when they still don't win, what you going to say then? You going to still say it's fucking curse. No. It's management. Now we have a structure that we haven't had in 30 some odd years. Um, well, not even 30. We haven't had it since Gibbs 1.0. Where you have a structure, a hierarchy that can get it done. Redskin fans, my fellow Redskin fans, cut the shit, please. This team is not cursed. They are not uh, 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 they're snake bit. And they were, you know, poorly managed. But let's try to turn the corner. Because I, I guarantee you if the Redskins go... 14 and 2 this year with a Super Bowl appearance. Ain't nobody gonna want to change the name then. All this to die down. Okay? So for those that think it's racist, talk to all the Native Americans that they have spoke with and ask them, is this racist? And they've said no. Talk to the high schools, the lower level colleges that still have the Redskins name. Okay. Talk about the, the 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 talk to the people that it affects. Talk to Native Americans and ask them, is this racist towards you? Because if that's the case, we need to change the Cleveland Indians. Now you can't change the Blackhawks because that's the name of a tribe, but you can't change the Florida State Seminoles because that's the name of a tribe. You would have to change the Atlanta Braves. You would have to change everything. The Kansas City Chiefs, change all of it. All of it. If you got if the Redskins have to change, change all of it. But stop with the curse stuff. I'm just, I'm, me personally, I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of that being an excuse for not winning. That's not the reason why we're not winning. That's the reason, that's not the reason we have not won. So, to all my fellow Redskins fans, love and support the team, but cut the curse bullshit out, please. Uh, brother, <laughs> like always, a passionate Redskins take from my man, the big guy, KG. Um, we were supposed to go into it a couple more topics for tonight, but we have really went past our time um we'll do a quick one we won't we won't get into the other we'll do a quick yes or no uh kg barry bonds is he a hall of famer he's the home run king yes indeed yeah i agree with you um him mar mcguire sammy sosa basically pete Punk, rose pete rose I, I, i'm just talking about that particular era, the home run era. Just, I'm just talking about them them in particular because whether what they were taking was banned by baseball or not at the time, baseball knew that they were doing something, but the jolt that it gave baseball, especially the Mark McGuire Sammy Sosa race, where you had people that normally wouldn't watch baseball tuning in to see 
if Mark McGuire hit the home hit a home run, if Sammy Sosa hit a home run. I think baseball did the ultimate turning it back on all of them. It's like, yeah, you scratched my back, but I don't need you anymore. We're gonna, you know, publicly shame you and stuff now. You know, I think Mark McGuire still has a job coaching at so um yeah I definitely think Barry Bond home run king um just say that that was what was allowed in that era you know they never proved anything with Barry Bonds that's a crazy thing you know you know the name of the stuff that he supposedly used you know what they call it what's that the clear Mm mm-hmm it was supposed to be sort of clear rub, but I'm like, and Mark McGuire admitted that he used Andro, but Andro right. was not uh, up on the banned substance list. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. You know, it's just I, you know, I just don't understand. Like, I rather I rather them be juicing hitting home runs. I, I mean, it's entertaining. You know, I mean, juice the pitchers too. But don't don't pretend like they don't exist. You know, you never found, never had hard evidence of Barry Bonds yet. He got blackballed, never played again. Mm-hmm. So how, how how does the home run king get released? Exactly, and never play again. Exactly. Not not even catching on with an American League team as a DH to do nothing. And not only the home run king, the walk king. Mm-hmm. Now, you take it back a little further when I mentioned Pete Rose. Pete Rose is that's Charlie Hustle. That's the hit king. He nobody has more hits than him, and he's not in the Hall of Fame because he admitted admitted his transgre- transgression. He admitted that he betted on baseball. Once he admitted it, I'm letting him in. Okay, you you admitted it. All right, fine, but. They keep saying, oh, well, we're going to lift his ban and shit. We're going to lift his ban and shit. Do not wait until these players pass away and then try to give them their flowers. Give them their flowers while they're alive. Yeah. And, we, and we've and we talked about this a little bit. I, I don't think, you know, while he's alive, they're going to lift that ban. Um, it's a shame um, because he's a, a critical part of baseball history. So, you know, happen to, you know, like you said, forgive and forget. You admitted it. Let's have a press conference. Let's induct Pete Rose into the Hall of Fame, man. You know, it's just it's like, I don't know. Like I said, baseball is just, they funny to me. They're, yeah. They're, they're, they're a little funny to me. It, it just, you know, I don't know. I don't even know how to get into that, but... <laughs> But let's wrap up this show, KG, because we've been we've been going for a while, and it's time to time to put it to bed now. So, you want to take us out, man? Well, number one, uh, first and foremost, thank you to our sponsors, Asian Mermaid and Sapphire's Custom Creations, uh, Anchor. Big shout out to everybody um, listening Thursday. For the Thursday night throwdown, we're going to come with a special, special show. And it'll be available Friday morning. So for all my DMV folks, uh, it will be, I want to surprise you, but it's going to be a surprise once you hear it anyway. So it's going to be a Lynn Bias tribute. And there won't, it won't be like normal Lynn Bias tri- tributes. Uh, focusing on his death, it'll be focusing on his life. And just a great product of basketball that came out of PG County, Maryland. So, please, please, please stay tuned for that. Um, to listen to the Sideline Junkies, wherever you listen to us to us at now, that's where you can hear us at. Uh, 17 platforms to choose from. So, whichever one works for you, we on it. Uh, for all the fellas on special assignment, uh, the People's Choice, the Nubian Sumo, Delonte, Jim, Junie, uh, Allen, 
the boss BJ, myself, I'm the big guy KG. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace out.